join us asking the question, what if? The Bennett Brothers decided to do a what if podcast. And that's what we're doing. This is the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Marvel's What If TV series, animated series, call it what you want, on Disney+. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us. It's been a little bit since we talked to you guys last, but we are back. We are going to talk about the whole, the full first season of What If, break it down, kind of spoilers and and Break Easter eggs and things like that. We're not going to get into the detail we get on the normal live action TV shows and movies, but we're going to kind of, we decided this was the best way for us to to do this. And we'll talk about why that is as we get further into it. I'm curious to find it. out. So am I. I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be great. If you want to join the conversation, go to facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. Send us an email, Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Bennett Bros Pod. We would love you to do all those things and let us know your thoughts about the TV series What If, the animated TV series What If. also want to give a shout-out to our new patron, Derek. 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 Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Patreon. What happens on uh, patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers? We're not allowed to talk too much about it because we had a patron member say we're not allowed to talk about it anymore after giving us money. <laughs> so That's true. We're going to avoid It's just a place that. to help keep the lights going here and... Uh, we actually are going to, I promise you, we're going to do a couple more mini casts. We talk about them. We may even record one after this. We'll see what happens. It's finding, but Ooh. it's a way to help us out. And we do put up mini casts that are exclusive on that site so that you can hear us talk about other stuff that is kind of related, but a little different. And so much swearing. So much swearing. Oh, and nudity. I, so much what? nudity. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So again, thank you, Derek. And please, if you want to be a member or help us out, go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, or if you just do it one time and then quit. <laughs> one dollar. One dollar. My God, just do that. Go on there, send a dollar, listen to some podcasts, and then immediately stop doing it. So that you would be what? fun too. I, I will also say, if you don't do that, Tell two friends about this podcast and share it with them. And, and maybe they like friends. it. And then they'll tell two. So yes. On. It, so it goes on and on and on until so we have six people. Yes. All right. What if is the fourth TV series from Marvel, the new Marvel Studios, that is, on Disney Plus? It is the first completely animated series. Although animation, Joel, is kind of a hard term because a lot of times we're watching live action films. Huge chunks of them are completely animated. They just look more <laughs> realistic. This one's sure. a little less. So it's arbitrary. Uh, usually what separates that is in the movies, the live-action movies, you get big-name stars. And in this show, you still get big-name stars. So, I, again, the lines are across. But they don't have to physically be anywhere doing anything. They just have someone probably show up at their house. And with I would say also a lot of times they do those live-action films. Yeah, they don't really have to be there. They can just, you know. Bruce Banner, yeah, they say he's doing mocap, but we don't know if those are just pictures they do for the little photo shoot, and then the rest is just his voice. Mark Ruffalo, we don't know. You, are you telling me? <laughs> I'm telling. Vin you. Diesel wasn't walking around in a tree costume. I'm telling you, he said Groot. One, I am Groot one time, and then he for for another million, they said we are Groot, and then they've just used that phrase. <laughs> That's it. And then they just like t- then they just like add a an effect in post, like here's the helium effect to make him sound young. I am Groot. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about What If. This television series is a total of nine episodes. It was supposed to be a 10-episode season. There will be a season two, and we will talk about what happened to that missing... I wouldn't say it's episode 10. I would say it's probably a missing episode eight that got thrown out. And in this series, 
It's based on a comic book series started in the 70s called What If, which actually when I was a wee little lad, I actually was, I remember when this came out, the first issue was What If Spider-Man Joined the Fantastic Four? And they were on the cover, he had five, they all had fives, blew my mind. What's going on over there? Couldn't find that issue because comic stores didn't exist back then, so all I had was... Issue 9, what if the world knew Daredevil is blind? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the classic issue 9, yes. Yes, but what if had been continually coming out on and off for 40-plus years. It goes away for 10 years, comes back another one. So there's a ton of them out there. And... In there, in the usually, what I found that the What If comic book is based on is like, hey, what if we could tell stories where the heroes die or people die? That's really the attraction because you can't in comic books really kill anybody, and when they do kill them, they always come back. So, What If was more along the lines of, hey, what if something terrible ha- terrible happened? And and ninety nine times out of a hundred, it was always something terrible, kind of proving that the Marvel stories were telling the correct way to go versus what if you read a What If and you go. Oh my God! At the end of that, Spider-Man should be with the Fantastic Four, and then Marvel will be like, "Well, we now have shown that there's a better comic book out there." So they tend to go dark. And going into this show, I thought that would probably be something that was going to happen a lot, and boy, did it! It happened quite a bit. Uh, the other thing coming from the books is that the character of the Watcher, Uatu, is uh, the narrator who's watching it, and being our narrator. The the Watcher in the comic books does not get used a great deal. He does get used a little more than you'd think, but he always comes out for the big events like when Galactus first arrived or the Kree Skull War or something major or even when the X-Men were to stumble upon his house on the blue area of the moon. Yes, that's a real thing. And he's there, but he's he's very stoic. There are other Watchers. He's died. He's come back. All that other comic booky stuff. And this show was kind of doing that version of the character. Although I feel towards the later episodes, he really becomes his 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 speech pattern and what he talks about really got away from the the omnipresent. I am the Watcher. What if it got to more of the what the? You know, it kind of felt like he's like he's like how are you? It, it, he lost a little bit of that, which was an interesting choice. It made him more human which i don't know if it was a good or bad way to do it but it was interesting and having said that going into that that's what brings us to this series uh another thing that's interesting about this series and joe i'd like to hear your opinion on this opinion on this is does this series have resonance or will it have resonance in the actual marvel cinematic universe even though it's animated there are rumors abound that we may see some of these characters pop up in a future Doctor Strange versus in you know you know in the Multiverse of Madness movie or something and if that's the case if we will see these characters out which is fine we've seen that happen in the Star Wars uh, with the Clone Wars cartoon characters now showing up in the live action Mandalorian if that's the case Joel what do you think was the trigger point for all this is it from Loki and the TVA when they killed Kang is it from the new Spider-Man movie coming up where it looks like Doctor Strange does something goofy with a spell? Or is it from WandaVision where Wanda is messing with the Darkhold? Or is it something else? Well... I know I threw a lot at you. Yeah, well, you... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also, Joel, what do you think of the ancient Pompeian? Well, I... I, The the cons of this... Okay, let me... Let me... Bring it back. Unpack to, it. At least back to your question. uh, What started this? I mean, the what if he... The Watcher could have been watching before Marvel started like it's that that the things you mentioned the examples of what's going to break the multiverse or allow our characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe we're watching now to explore the multiverse 
that is going to happen in, you know, something in Spider-Man and, and obviously we saw it in Venom 2. That's going to happen. I think the what if has nothing to do with where that's going. Yes, maybe there'll be some characters, maybe the, that evil Doctor Strange from what if, who becomes, you know, a good guy at the end. Is that the Doctor Strange we're seeing in Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man trailer? That that would be interesting. I'd appreciate that. Would be very that. Interesting. Are we going to overlap characters from there? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't think they're bringing Black Panther back. Um, speaking of which, this was his last actual uh, performance. Uh, which, by the way, you know, it was Chadwick broken. Bolsum. It was Chadwick, yeah, It was broken into two. If you listen to it, and we'll talk about the episodes in a second. In the first episode he's in, which is the primary one of his, he sounds pretty good. His voice sounds really clear, clear, because that was unlike what I would have thought. Was like you get some actor in there, you go, hey, listen, we're going to put you in five episodes. Let's record them all at once. That's what I would think, but. Clearly, that's not the case. They didn't do that because they recorded him doing his major episode, and then he appears three more times as minor characters. And apparently, it came out that even towards that last one, that was recorded just weeks before he passed. And boy, is his voice so much more strained and so much more, you know, sick. Interesting. I, 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 I really noticed notice it. If you go back, I was listening to him like, oh my gosh, he sounds radically different than he did in the first ones let alone how he sounded in live action so so will they bring in characters potentially do i want them to uh, not really because <laughs> you want to keep this separate you want to put this in the uh the cartoon universe i do i mean if they i would rather have them bring in agents of shield characters than the what if characters okay asking that question you know if, what are they going to do are they going to bring like are they? I, Do you like that the Mandalorian brought in the animated characters from Ahsoka and uh, all those characters, and they're going to be bringing more in? So Thrawn, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, I, that that I do like. So I what's think, the difference? I, well, here's one of the big differences. This show, and one of the distractions for me was who's doing the voice and who didn't take the paycheck to do the voice. So it takes you it took me right out like. There's Chris Hemsworth voice, but there, but that's not uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. Wow, Scarlett Johansson's voice. Like it, it, and I have to look that up on IMDb while I'm watching to clarify this. And it's like well, that sounds like a Joel. Problem. It does sound like a Joel problem. But if you're gonna get the actors to do it, get all the actors to do it. If you're not gonna get all the actors, don't get all the actors. What happens when the Natasha from the What If comes and makes an appearance is now alive, but is played by Scarlet, like, or or two actors playing a the different Hulk, or two actors playing War, Rhodey War Machine? We've already seen it. Well, no, no, I is. get no that that I get. But then so I'm, I'm saying I, get I, that. I feel like I'm it's still in the like, same realm. I, I'm saying that was one of the problems with this for me, and I don't think. I mean, it was nice to have, like I said, it was nice to have Chadwick do the voice for this and, and see his last appearances, but was it necessary? No, I don't think it was necessary at all. I think you have a problem with that. This having as many, and let's say the majority of the of the known celebrities or actors, if you will, the majority of them were the the actual ones, and that gives a legitimacy to it that it sounds except like, for the majority a majority of the the of actors, yes. But Except for four of them or five of them. Yeah, no, uh, no yeah, we, Captain America, no Tony Stark, no Spider Man, no Scarlet Witch. I mean, those Captain are Marvel. those are I named three of the tent poles. Yeah, of I know. It. But when you think about all the other ones, and if you want to think about big actor names, Kurt Russell. I'm not. No, uh, no. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, we could go through Goldblum, all the names. Yeah, they have big. 
again, we're Chris ta- Hemsworth, again, this is, Thor. This is the problem. That's the big name. That's, we're that's talking the about the names of the people doing the voices and not the show itself. And I think that's... Well, again, this is a question. You Again, I, I, I say from the beginning, this sounds more like a Joel problem or other people who have the same issue as you do. I just... It, it seems like it'd be easier, or, or I've heard this argument from other people, like you don't want to legitimize it. And I'm not sure why. Again, comparing to the Star Wars, how the fact that we're, we're bringing in live-action characters... Why not have a Captain Carter? Why not have a sure. bad Doctor I'm not, Strange? I'm not disagreeing with that. And then by but having in Star Wars, did voices, they use any of the big name voices? Uh, well, <laughs> outside yes. of Liam Neeson, no. Star Wars, the first movie that came out, the animated film, brought back uh, Christopher Lee to act, and Sam Jackson, both for Mace Windu and for Count Dooku. So they did bring a couple of them back in that one. But also, that was a movie that was released. It was taking a few episodes and and doing that. Yes, but but, I, the, but, you, but the TV series also has Anthony Daniels in there. So does that that makes C three PO consistent and Jar Jar Binks? How much you hate, however you hate him, he's consistently played by that voice actor. So you know, there you go. And the actors who do the voices then play other characters in The Mandalorian, like the actor who played Anakin. Anyways, I'm what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that it helped to have the big name voices in it. I think it was a, a deterrent. If they're not going to get them all, why do I just I had that? I'm not, I'm not watching this. We talked about this before. Are you going to be watching all those? DreamWorks movies because look who's look who's the voice of the trolls. It's it's Justin Timberlake and it's like. No, like Pixar shows outside of Tom, obviously, you know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, their big name voices are Toy Story, but you don't have to have big name voices to do. Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, Shrek. Yeah. Let me just say that I'm having trouble talking about what if, because I have a very big love for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, we've <laughs> covered everything all the way down to the Inhumans. <laughs> but for some reason, this does not satisfy the itch. This does not that I need to get checked out, yes. This does not this <laughs> does, does, it does not satisfy, satisfy more me. than does it satisfy more than Inhumans? I had higher hopes for Inhumans and that's probably Inhumans was bad. Does this satisfy more than The Gifted? Well, the gift is not Marvel Cinematic Universe. We did Universe. a whole season yes. on that damn. Thing. I know, it, it, but it's not. It's not yet. I wanted that to be better, and so I was more disappointed in it because I, it should have been better. They they clearly had the capability to make a great TV show in both cases, and they failed miserably on both cases. You feel Iron Fist was better than this? Yeah. Oh or yeah. It, oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. Oh yeah. I, I the live action is. Do you hate animation? <laughs> it's so fun. I don't hate animation. I'm a huge animation I like the guy. I like the Clone Wars animated TV show, but that's only be, I I've invested a lot of time into it. But it is not on the level of live action. I'm watching the Star Wars Visions, and I'm struggling to get through it because they're so meh. They're okay. They're fine, I guess. But they're Who are not. You? The TV shows, they're not The Mandalorian, they're not Loki, they're not, you know, WandaVision. These shows that are amazing and they're awesome, they're not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter or any of the Netflix shows. Okay. So, no, that's, that's that's fine. That's why one of the reasons that now we're hearing why we struggled to do this as a podcast. Yes. Luckily, could, one of our we could dear break listeners and, and uh, patrons, uh, Josh, hammered me several times. Like, why are we not doing this? And we're like, we're, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Here it is, We could break it down. We could break each episode down point out the easter eggs talk how they're connected 
you know, the, the we'll surprises call, you know, and all we that. We will call them out, but we won't go in depth. We'll go, we could we'll go do down, that. We'll go, we will. We'll go down the line on this in this podcast and just kind of like, yeah, liked it, didn't like it, yes. what stood out. I'm just saying like the actual breakdowns. But you can oh, yeah. find those online. That's not hard to find Easter eggs and, and things you can quickly read in two Well, here's minutes. the funny thing. You talk A about podcast. This. It's not podcast worthy. I listen to podcasts, obviously, like other people. And there are podcasts that I have that I listen to for different shows. And some of them are doing What If episodes. And you know what? I never listen to those. I don't know why. Just maybe maybe there's not enough relevant talking that's pulling this, us in. And it's really not necessarily the half hourness of it because there was like five or six episodes of WandaVision that were only a half hour. And some of these were actually longer because a couple of these went over to like 40 plus minutes. And there was an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called What If at the start of season four where they're going into the uh, – they're going into the framework and everything. Mm-hmm. And we did that. So hey, there me, you go. <laughs> let me ask you, um, if what this if? series, what if this series was more interconnected, which as the end we find out is, would that have made a difference, a, con- a continuity versus a what is considered a one-off, not really that important? That's really interesting. And I thought about that because obviously when they start combining all the, they start pulling characters from like everything, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe way yeah. where they introduce a bunch of characters and they eventually pull them into the big Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. I enjoy that in the movies. Did you Probably not? because I enjoy the individual movie. Okay. But the individual episode, you know, it's, it starts off with, you know, with uh, Captain Carter. And the episode was... Bleh, at best for me. Wow. All right. We'll, well, we'll get into that part. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out, uh, because what if historically are just one shots, one and dones? That's what it is. That's how it was designed. I believe there was a couple of times that they did a couple of short issue miniseries, like five issues where they had a combination of stuff. But mo- for the most part, it's almost always one and done. So that's what I thought going into the show it was going to be. Clearly, it did that way all the way through seven episodes before it started to hint towards other stuff and in a way uh i kind of liked it i really like oh this is all right now i I felt a little more invested even though i was invested into it uh we're talking as we okay so we're gonna talk about these episodes here now but yeah i I definitely i definitely like this show uh, a lot more than you did a lot let me let me put over another overarching thing about this show it was beautiful the animation was stunning stunning is a great word for i i can't i I can't stress that enough. So it's not that I didn't enjoy looking at it and enjoy the visual uh, presentation that was the feast for my eyes. It's something else. It's it's definitely something else. As we as we're talking about it, I will figure that out how to word that better. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this is a series that is nine episodes. Was going to be ten. There's already talk of a second season, a second series of nine episodes. I wonder if that's going to just be nine, and they're pulling the one into that one or what uh we'll find out if it grows from there this series explores alternate timelines in the multiverse now i don't think any of the events that happened that i was talking about with wandavision and kang and all that caused this show to happen caused the multiverse i always think that like you were saying i don't think it was the origin of the of it it was always happening i was just wondering if any of those events they can use structurally in the story to say this is now while we're showing you the what if universe because we are now introducing the viewing public to the idea of the multiverse. And now here is a bunch of examples of it. And will these specific animated examples be then explored live action? One thing I will say for the show is because it's animated budget wise, they can go a lot bigger than any, even though these Marvel shows can go pretty big. There's some massive stuff in those later episodes that are like, you know, the, the zombies just falling through the wall, the, the wormhole. I'm like, 
yeah, this is this is epic scale stuff. And as far as like you said, with the, the look of it, the cell shaded animation style is, is is so stunning. And then there's scenes when there's explosions and facial expressions that look, even though it's 3D cell shaded, so it's a combination of 3D but looking 2D in parts. There's facial expressions that look right out of Disney, like Disney Disney, not just Marvel's version. And I, I, there, I, there, at least a half a dozen times I looked at the screen, just, my jaw was hanging up. I'm like, wow, wow. So, nine episodes. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is the watcher. Yeah, and we talked about the voices. You quickly running down. You got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Haley Atwell and Chadwick Boseman and. Kurt Russell, for God's sakes, and Michael B. Jordan, Chris Hemsworth. Which makes me question, though. Kurt Russell had, like, two lines. Yeah, he showed him one and he showed him the other. I was surprised. I was wondering if he was going to come back, and possibly maybe that's something to do with the missing episode. Maybe he's got recorded dialogue that maybe the character of Ego is a bigger role in that one. I don't know. Yes, I was waiting for him to show up a little bit more, too, and he has not as of yet. So they started out with... Number one, what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger, which Joel said was meh. Oh, yeah. I I, I also maybe will look at the structure of these shows differently because when it ends, it ends on a, uh, you know, a cliffhanger. Kind of. Kind of. And I was like, okay, that's the end of that episode. Are they going to interconnect? I remember talking to you about this beforehand. Are they going to interconnect? We're going to see a sequel to this, you know. I... This episode itself is, is interesting as it is. Wow, this could have been awesome as a live action if I'm watching, you know, Peggy Carter run around and do all this stuff. But alas, we get this animated version of it, and it's fine. What do you think? I love this episode. I, I, it was it's the retelling. It's only in 30 minutes or a little over 30. That's retelling the first Avenger in a different way. I thought it was a really well done. It's really well done. Obviously, it has to go pretty fast, so it goes fast. As far as the returning cast members, it's everybody but Chris Evans, and I mean everybody, including getting Ross McCann back as the Red Skull, even though he's not the original Red Skull. He played him in the Infinity Wars movies, and so he's clearly the voice. Uh, yeah, and uh, you got Stanley Tucci coming back as. Uh, they didn't get it was Tom, Tom Lee Jones wasn't it though. His character wasn't in it. Yeah, either. his voice. Oh, his character wasn't in it. Not that I remember seeing anything. I'm, I'm looking at the cast list right now. I mean, obviously got Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. Even you have Bradley Whitford as John Flynn playing the character he played in the Agent Carter one shot. Yeah, that was pretty Now cool. that's into continuity all of a sudden. That Agent Carter show is more into the continuity of the Marvel MCU well, that one shot versus, versus the, uh, the, the Agent Carter TV series is probably in a, a separate multiverse with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. character is what I'm saying. So they added, when they released Shang-Chi, they added the Mandalorian's uh, one-shot, Hail to the King. Yes. But they have since taken off the Agent Carter one-shot. Yeah, that's a, who knows. Which makes me question, what the hell does that mean? Because if you're bringing Bradley Whitford in, You're talking Whitford about, in, talking about on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. Saying, yes. so they bring in Bradley Whitford in, who's playing the character we played in the one-shot, but that one-shot is kind of hard to place in in the continuity of the MCU, because it, it, it is. We could do a whole podcast on that. But if they're bringing in that character with his voice, yeah. and they're taking it off. What's going on there? Uh, these All these episodes are directed by Brian Andrews, and they're written by a bunch of different people, including A.C. Bradley, who wrote this one, as well as other ones with uh, Matthew... Shaughnessy. Brian Andrews has done a ton of storyboards for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as opposed as as well as other things he's drawn and he's written. But so I think he's this, a, he's like the main storyboard artist. 
this wasn't my favorite episode. It was a solid episode. I thought it was good. There's, you know, people can jump on things and say this was created to have a feminist agenda, I've heard, or just, you know, how you want it, whatever. Dumb. I thought, yeah, it, it was fine. It was a fine episode. And if this character shows up in live action, they'll clearly have to, unlike, uh, unlike real world, where Chris Evans was made to look smaller before he became buff for Captain America, so the special effect was on that end. If they were to bring Captain Carter into the live action, they would have to digitally make Haley Atwell bigger. Yeah. Because she's larger. I mean, just mm-hmm. her frame and everything. So this was a fine one-shot episode. It, it wasn't the greatest, but it was pretty good. Episode two is What If Chikala, uh, T'Challa Became a Star-Lord? Much better episode. The the whole you know the whole idea of him being magnanimously so awesome that he makes any multiverse whatever that version is is gonna be better. That's cute. I was just blown away when Thanos showed up, and I was like, and they made him kind of a good guy. I was like, excellent. Yeah, I that was that. cool, and I know that's like out of the comics, but I do feel it kind of weakens Thanos as this big bad villain that we had for ten years. And I feel that it actually shows the depth of how you can actually take a character the villain is not just twirling the mustache versus oh if somebody changes his backstory the character can be good and i think that's great because also in respect to that you can take a great good guy character like dr strange and through machinations and something else happening make him the big bad guy and i think that well rounds the character personally and that's fine do you like this episode better Uh, i did i mean i did as I liked it better than the first episode, yes. I thought it was good. I like seeing Howard the Duck more. That's always that's always something that I, I didn't I never expect in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So when it happens, I'm always pleasantly surprised. And if you want to enjoy a good podcast, listen to our two hundredth podcast when we got drunk and watched Howard the Howard the Duck. Yes. Uh, it was interesting seeing Koreth the Pursuer have a much bigger role. That actor whose name I'm not even going to pronounce, uh, he was he started in uh, Amistad, and you've seen him in a billion things. Jaman, Jaman, Hansu, Hanso, Hanso. Uh, what's interesting about him being in this and being friends with what Black Panther was here is is back about fifteen, maybe twelve years ago, there was a Black Panther motion comic animated series on television. And he was the voice of Black Panther in that. So he has history with that. It's actually a pretty good series. Uh, again, me- mo- the names from Michael Rooker to Josh Brolin to Benicio Del Toro to Kurt Russell to even having, you know, Carrie Coons come back as Proxima Midnight. And uh, Yeah, the only names that I don't think they got back, they didn't get Drax and they did not get Peter Quill. Yes, and the guy, again, the guy, <laughs> I think the voice, I mean, when he did Drax, it was... I want to say almost spot on. It, there were so many of these voices that are so Oh, yeah, he's a very talented close. voice actor. Uh, his name is uh, yes. Fred Tescario. Tescario? Tescario? Is it? Sure. Yeah, Fr- uh, Fred Tata Scurry. Scurry? Man, I, I don't know. You're terrible at this. <laughs> you know, he also he did the voice of Samuel L. Jackson in Team America, so there you go. Ah. So, again, this was a better episode. The next one is what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? And this was another one that was kind of taking Nick Fury's big week, which was Iron Man 2, Thor, the Avengers. And when all that happened in the Marvel MCU, it kind of takes place in the same week-ish, plus Incredible Hulk. uh, And they they had a book come out called uh, uh, Nick uh, Fury's Fury's Big Big Week. week. And I've talked about this before. I've read every comic 
that is actually connected to the MCU. And some are good and some are just recaps of the previous movie. This was an original comic that I hope is still canon. And it talks about Fury jumping around for that one week, trying to connect everything, sending Coulson over to the desert, you know, doing all these sort of things. And the fact that this kind of played off of that made this a significantly better episode for me in that sense. Interesting. I thought this was a good episode. I think the uh, the one previous was better, but this was good. This was better than the first one. I kind of were doing a weird ranking thing as we go through it, but that's kind of fun. Hank Pym, the incredibly talented Michael Douglas, is the villain. And wow. You know, I, I it, it was dark. I mean, there's a lot of people joking about how t- about Tony Stark keep getting killed throughout all of this kind of stuff, which is interesting. And it seems like the episode that was missing was going to have a Tony Stark much more happy and much more like not dead. Uh, I'm just happy they brought back Phil Coulson. Here, there we go. Look at that. You like that? I do like that. You also have uh, Frank Grillo coming back as Brock Rumelow. Oh, yeah. They have a ton of people times. that came back. I mean, this is Jeremy Mark Renner, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Tom. Mark Ruffalo is playing the other Hulk, yes. ironically. Well, he's the not first playing of Edward Norton Hulk. Yes. Uh, there was some somebody else played. Jamie Alexander's back in it. Yeah, but we, we just saw her in Loki. Yeah, we didn't have uh, General Thunderbolt Ross. Yep, no William, Ross, no. Uh, why is his name? Be- Betty Ross. What's what's uh, William Hurt? Yeah, yes, William Hurt. no Betty Ross, played by uh, Liv Tyler. If you want him, no Tony, no Tony Stark, no Natasha. They were so, all different voices. This was a good episode. The next one, episode four. You know, here's oh, the thing ahead. about this episode. Before we uh, sure. before we leave it, I had forgotten about this episode by the end of the season. I was like, who's alive and who's dead? Okay, so Captain Marvel is still out there. This comes back, though. I know it does. I know it comes back, but when we saw it, I was like, when they show it later in the episodes, I was like, wait, which one? So Natasha's still alive, and Captain Marvel is still alive, and, and Steve, uh, and Captain America, because he was in the ice. But all the other Natasha's heroes are dead. Not, no, Natasha's not, dead. Not, not, not Natasha, you're right, because she comes back in to join yes. this Because Loki, Loki comes in at the end to make the big save play. But then he goes dark. And I thought, again, at this point, I'm like, I'm not thinking that world's going to be able to, I'm like, that world's gone. Yep. Not going to happen. I thought that too. Uh, and, I, and in fact, in the final episode, when they go back to that world, I forgot about it until almost after watching. I'm like, oh, wait, that was that world. So, yeah, it did kind of disappear from my mind too. Does this, does this episode kind of lean in on the fact that Hank Pym, the Ant-Man, is like, like the strongest Avenger? <laughs> Because he takes out he takes out the Hulk. He took out the Hulk, Jerry, and well, Thor. Well, it's the same thought process that the normal person, the Batman, if you will, Batman can take out Superman. Batman can take out Wonder Woman if he wants to. He's that you know he's intelligent. He's it's sometimes the smallest or least superhero, super heroic, or I should say super heroic. But can Batman actually take out Superman? Yes. I know we can weaken like, him or yeah, contain he, him, but if can he, you if kill he, him? If he wanted to, if he was going to go dark. In, in multi, again, that's a DC multiverse thing, but when the DC multiverse, other universes, when Batman goes bad, oh, he kills Superman because he knows how to okay, do it. He knows how to play on that. So, Yeah, I just thought they, they really made Hank Pym very powerful yes. in, this, in this episode. And again, I think I, I, I I like I, you know, we talk about how sometimes bringing celebrity voice actors kind of going in for a paycheck. Never felt that here. Michael Douglas is really he's selling the emotion yeah, about will, hope I, and all that stuff. I will stuff. agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I guessed the mystery of this before, before uh, like two deaths beforehand. I was like, oh, what if it's because I was thinking about like, who's killing? How are they killing? And I thought to myself, wait a minute, where's Hank Pym? And then it, it, and I like to, I'm not bragging, but I'm kind of bragging. But <laughs> it was like when they said when they finally said he's also he's lying. Not, oh, he didn't. No, 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 no. 
I, I actually uh, on the phone. I came up with a story idea and I mailed it to you to God, Marvel and they wrote it up. up. They didn't give me credit. So here comes <laughs> here comes another episode that I thought was in general a little weaker, but I had to think has a stronger character. Oh, this is what weird. if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Uh, and this is one of the ones I actually watched twice because my wife wanted to watch it, so I had to watch it again. And it was good. And it's a solid episode. I think that the character, like the the dark version of, of Doctor Strange is fantastic, but I thought the episode was okay. What do you think? I think this might have been the best episode. In my, my opinion, I think this might have been the best episode um, as I look at ratings on IMDb and things like that. It was good. No, I'm not. I'm not. People say this is the second best episode. So I'm not. I'm not. People tend to agree more on my end of things. That people. The episode. People. Shmeeple. People. Shmeeple. This episode is dark, sad. It plays with the idea of Groundhog Day. Yes. <laughs> I. It was just awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is what is the uh, the movie I would, series? Uh, you know what? The, 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 the final the destination movies, basically. Death, final, one, where death, you can death, see death is death com- coming. Death yeah. is coming for you. I this was this was everything I wanted in the What Ifs TV series, no. and I wish this was live action. That's why I'm like, oh, hopefully this dark Doctor Strange is the Doctor Strange we see in Spider-Man. Well, it's funny trailer. you say that because there's also thought process that he's fighting. You see, like a giant multi-tentacled creature through a portal that he's kind of dealing with, and we also saw that multi-tentacled creature in the first episode with Captain Carter that kills the Red Skull. And there's a lot of talk, and I don't have that character's name. That it's it's one of these Kirby-esque, uh, terrible monsters from another dimension that may 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 show up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's just you know like an evil creature. A uh, what's the what's the in the mouth of madness? you know, demons from other, other worlds. It's got a, yes, the Cthulhu. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Uh, and that, that's what we're seeing throughout here. So there is another wing that this may connect. Shumagorath. Gesundheit. What's, what's the name of the creature? Shumagorath. Gesundheit. What's the name of the creature? Yeah. (laughs) It's terrible. And this is the first time in this series where the watcher actually has an interaction with one of the characters. He does. Yeah, and that's that's the tease. Four episodes in, after having the formula, we get like, what? Oh, something's going on there. That was kind of cool. Because the Watcher, I do like when the Watcher interacts. I just don't like him to go. I don't want the Watcher to like all of a sudden be seen and go, what the? How are you seeing me? You know, it's like it's. I don't. I don't want. I want him to still be aloof. He can be startled, but I don't want his voice casting to be so familiar. But that brings us to episode five. What if zombies? Now, zombies are a big deal in the Marvel universe and and fiction in general now with zombies, but they had a Marvel Zombies TV, uh, several comic book series, which I've recently sold on eBay, so that was happy about that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But there's like Marvel Zombies. There's been multiple, multiple series, so this was their attempt to do that. This this episode, I feel, is a little off-kilter because it's like so dark and tragic, but I never felt that the characters really took it that way. They're all like, oh, well, I got bit, or we lost her, or we lost him. And maybe that's the limitation of the time. Maybe they want to keep it light because it's animated. But I never felt like the characters were like, oh, no, he got bit, and she's well, I don't turned. Necessarily, I don't think it has anything to do with animated because the last episode was not light. <laughs> it was a heavy, heavy episode. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you that I think they tried to keep it light because it's a silly concept of zombies. I think what they wanted to do with this episode and what they did was let's take – Random people from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and put them together so Happy much so Hogan, that Paul, so much so that Paul Rudd. that Kurt is one of the major characters in this. Yes, that guy, Kurt from Ant Man, the 
the uh, I believe he's Russian. Uh, oh, you're hacker. talking about uh, Polka Dot Man. Yes. He played Polka Dot Man in the, the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. So like they put they even put him in there. So I felt like they took a bunch of that. Like what Akoye, if we just Akoye combine was all there? These? Sharon Carter is there. Mm-hmm. This was the Spider Man episode. The interesting part about this is, in this, you know, you you got I, I like the Scarlet Witch having the superpower. I like the Vision again. Paul Bettany has Vision. You got Hope Van Dyne. I, lo- I love the Lily. wasp in this because she actually grows. She does the big wasp too mm-hmm. as well. So I think that was cool. There's a comedy aspect to this darkness. And maybe they're trying. To, I think they overplayed the comedy thing. I think I think Ant-Man just being a head was kind of overplayed. Too much for comedy. Also, the T'Challa, Black Panther being fed by Vision. That is from the comic. I'm remembering like he's, he's slowly being eaten. Because again, these zombies have... You know, some of the zombies have, uh, you know, still cognitive thought. They're they're not just Walking Dead. They're they have their powers. They can do. You know, it's it, you know, there's no one way to do a zombie. Or Hawkeye can still shoot his bow. Yes, I will say that what they did with Scarlet Witch was awesome, and I know that comes into play later on in the series. She was they they've they given her the power that she shows that she has. Like, oh, she's really powerful. Coming up with episode six, this was the this was another strange one. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? And some of these episodes I feel that they were although although they're really good, I wouldn't have necessarily thought this is a story structure, but I wonder if they did this story because they needed to have the Killmonger monger character for the ending. Maybe they I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or if they had this story and then they realized they can go there. But obviously in this one is again Killmonger uh, goes through and kills everybody, including again Tony Stark. You know, dies and everything, and and it, and this one ends dark. He basically wins. He becomes Black Panther, and you have some of the rebels out there. As far as you've got uh, Shuri and Pepper Potts trying to come back after him. But yeah, this one this one goes dark. I did like oh. Thaddeus Ross. You know, try, Thunderbolt Ross trying to you know basically fight against them. So we finally got to see like what would happen if another major superpower went against Wakanda. You know, because we don't really get that in the in the movies at this point. So that was interesting to see that, you know, they're really farly, vastly superior technology there. My problem with this episode, because this is one of my least favorite, is that I don't care for Killmonger. And I thought they did a good job with, I thought they did a, a decent job with him in Black Panther. And that's all I needed of him. I don't need, I didn't, need, I did not need any more of Killmonger in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So to get more of him, and he's playing the same character, he's a bad guy. Did they, now, let me ask you about that. Did, did you, were you, were you like initially thinking he wasn't a bad guy? Like this is taking a bad guy character and giving him a different choice. Did you think maybe he's going to be good? Cause it sucked me. I never me. thought that. It no. suckered me in a little bit. I, I never kinda... thought that. I always thought he was a bad guy. Okay. And I think, you know, what you liked about Thanos in the previous one where they something changes in his past and he can go on a different path, this is what Killmonger is. And it's just, it's fine. I've, I feel like it's just retreading Black Panther. Fair enough. Episode 7, what if Thor was an only child, a.k.a. the comedy episode where Party Thor comes down and we have characters like... Kate Denning's back at Darcy Lewis, Samuel Jackson's back, Jeff Goldblum, Maria Hill, uh, Carol Danvers. Plays, you know, absolutely. And uh, Korg, we got Taka Waititi's yeah, there. Back. How did you not love that? Plus, you got Karen Gillum, which, by the way, we never talked about Karen Gillum in the second episode where she plays Nebula, but not a Nebula who's been transformed by her evil father. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, it was nice to also have Clancy Brown. We can always appreciate Clancy Brown. 
Yes. This episode is the comedy episode. I think this is the But unfortunately, episode. it ends with a big reveal, and we never get an answer to that big reveal. We absolutely get it in the next episode. And I'll explain when why. The next... What? What? Okay, so the episode ends with Ultron, with Vision's body, shows up. and With then, all the Infinity Stones. Yes, and we find out how that happened, because in the next episode, what if Ultron won? It's telling that story from the other universe. So we're seeing the end result here. I don't know why you don't understand. Like, like we know in the next episode eight, Ultron's basically going to multi when, when this episode here, what if Ultron won? And it goes through that whole thing where yes. he, he wins. Uh, it has that part where he, you know, just kills well, Thanos see- instantly, which people had an issue with, but again, he's different than the vision. He, you know, is much darker or whatever, but, at the end of the, uh, this ep- episode eight, we know that he goes out to find the multiverse and do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get back to this moment here. What part, I guess, what part are you missing? Well, the, 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 the problem is the Watcher's reaction. So he sees, in episode seven, he sees Ultron come through the multiverse, and he's like, how is that, how is that possible? And then in episode eight, which the Watcher's watching, and he breaks in, what the? How's that possible? He does it twice. So when the, when does he see it again? Unless you're gonna get to the point where it's like, oh, he he's exists outside of time, so he's watching all these at the same time. Then it gets then that might be up. something like that. I can then see, I can see, I can see your point about him being surprised twice. The other, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't explain but, that one. But other he, than the fact that you know, goes, we don't know if these are in, in Ultron goes order. to that world, and then we come back later and see. Thor fighting all, beating up all, destroying all the Ultrons robots. So what happened to the Ultron who was had all the Infinity Stones? Uh, I mean, it was just it was it, it, it's really confusing, and I wonder if the other episode that was cut out would have solved this. Maybe that's the one that would fit in here. The one episode that we're talking about here, uh, the one that was cut for timing, but we'll be coming back, is where we see that's a universe where Gamora has actually killed Thanos, and she's with Tony Stark, and we don't know very too deep about what happens in that episode but we get the the players from that episode in our final episode here which is episode nine what if the watcher broke his oath and this was actually a much longer episode i want i don't have the runtime in front of me but i know it was over 40 minutes um and then this episode the watcher brings back you know strange supreme captain carter starlo chakala uh, t'challa party thor black panther killmonger and the gamora variant and also later in the episode we get the, the Black Widow character, which again, I completely forgot that she was coming from that universe. I just thought, oh, that's a Black Widow that's from an Earth that was destroyed. But so I wasn't sure if that was actually from the episode of What If Ultron Won, which maybe it was. Was it? She's not from the zombie universe. She's from this one, What If Ultron yes. Won. I want to go back to real fast to okay. the, the previous episode, episode seven, with Thor, only child. I will say the fight sequence between Captain Marvel and Thor was pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah. I've never been, every one of them, the fights are, <laughs> the action is so well done. Every one of them. But obviously in this episode, we get all the characters meet, they team up, they fight, and then there's resolution at the end where the bad Strange will be keeping his vision and Killmonger in check until they want to go back to that line. All our characters go back to have their perfect worlds. The ones who don't have worlds, like Black Black Widow, she goes to the world with all the Lokis that had came back, with, and that's the world where Hank Pym was the bad guy. So she's got a world there, and Captain Carter goes back to her world but finds out that Steve has been in the ice and so maybe he's coming back. I guess we don't really get, we don't know what's going to happen, but 
you don't take some of these characters have action figures and toys made of them, so there's a good chance that we will see more of them again. There, I do know that when they were making the show, that the the creators of the show were were told, you know, point blank, do not use any characters other than the ones we've got in the movies. Do not throw in, even though we have the rights now to do X-Men and Fantastic mm-hmm. Four and all this stuff, like, you can't touch those. Maybe next year you can because they'll have been introduced at that point. So that brings us to the end of those nine episodes with one out there. Uh, what are your thoughts, Joel? Did it change at all after talking about this? I know we didn't get real in-depth, but I know you, you, you seem very negative. I wonder if, what if, <laughs> this show was released in a binging format? Would that have changed my opinion about it? And seeing the overarching story arc. Would you have versus watched them all? Watching e- individual episodes, going, "That's fine. That's fine. How? Why? Why am I interested in this? This weird one-off that doesn't tell a story." And it could have uh, spoiled it though, because you never would have watched it as fast as other people who would have said, "Hey, they all come back together at the end." Maybe, maybe that might be the case. I don't. I don't get as easily spoiled uh, as some people who who frequent EW all the time. I don't go to Jerry Bennett. Oh, well, I put it this way. I watched the trailers for this show, and there's a shot with all the heroes together. So I'm like, oh, they're all coming together. I mean, I knew that from day one. So, yeah, I don't. That might have helped if they would, if it had been a binge-worthy, uh, bingeable series. It might have helped if they would have told the story in a different fashion. If this was live action, it would have been the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I, it was good. It was good. There's been talk, uh, future continuity-wise, there's talk of Haley Atwell has expressed interest in a live-action film version starring Captain Carter. I'm shocked. I'm shocked she wants to do that. <laughs> That's me uh, there, there was a spin-off series of Star-Lord playing T'Challa was being in development, but it went into limbo because of Chadwick Boseman's death. But they said, hey, you never know down the road. Maybe we'll get someone different to play the voice, Joel. Different to play the voice. Well, I mean, they could do that, but I feel like they're going to... I don't know. I'd be that'd be crazy if they got someone else to do the voice. I don't think I, think I don't enough think time goes see... by and you can you can honor the character that way by letting the legacy live on. We've Maybe. had that conversation. I feel the character is bigger than the actor and I hate the fact that they're not going with the character because oh the actor's dead so the character dies with him. So that's it. Uh Heath Ledger, you're the last Joker. No one else can be the Joker again until uh you know it becomes a Oscar-winning billion-dollar franchise. Well, I guess somebody else can be the Joker. I guess several people can. So Yes. What is Marvel going to do? Base all of their, uh, their, their going forward on, a, on other characters. It's like, don't abandon these characters. Oh, you're going to get me off on a tangent. Stop it. <laughs> all right. So that is our discussion of what if. I enjoyed it more than Joel. I think there are flaws in it. But overall, a solid series that I watched every week the day it came out and enjoyed it thoroughly. And Joel hated every moment. No, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was just not... It's not what I want from Marvel. It's fine that they do it, they did it, and it gives me something else to watch. But if it never existed, I'd still i'd I'd be okay, <laughs> right? I'd be okay with it. I'm, but like if like if the live action, if Loki or even even a Falcon and Winter Soldier, if that didn't exist, I would be bummed because I feel like those add to the universe versus this. I predict you'll change your opinion in a year or two when there's these t- these tie in a little bit tighter, and you'll be like, "Oh, I'm fine with that." And they'll come up with a line of dialogue saying, "When you view this world through the Watcher's eyes, it looks this way, and that's why you're seeing it in animation form." Maybe. I don't know why my phone started making noise, but what's going on over there? My phone was clearly off, and it started playing music. <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know. 
Did you say something about something like, like hey, Siri? Did that I said, hey, act- Shuri, but that... Now my phone is activated. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, coming up and the feed is going to be... It's doing a- it again. <laughs> what oh, is going on? I'm about on? to throw it across the room. <laughs> no. Shut up, you. Our next podcast will be... Have, what if Joel didn't have a phone? What if... The next podcast will be for the movie The Eternals in about two weeks. That's coming out. Very excited to see that. And then going into that, we'll be going to Spider-Man. Home is still a distance away or something like that. And then that goes into the Book of Boba Fett, which is, again, huge Marvel show. Isn't it uh, isn't Spider-Man There's No Place Like Home? Sure. Where he gets taken over by a tornado and he gets whisked to a, another land with... Toby Maguire and, and, to- and Toby Garfield. And, 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 and she goes, and Toby too. Did you like also, but I know we're... Did you, did you hear what I just said? And Toby too? And Toby too? That was fantastic. What's wrong with you? I guess. If you want to say fantastic is just okay. <laughs> did you enjoy that Armin Zola got to actually be his robot self? Yeah. Like so, do you ever do you think we're ever going to see that in live action form, or is this, possibly is we this saw it? we saw him in an episode of Agent Carter? If I say so live action possible. form, I mean, is he going to look like Kang uh, Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see if we go do a, a mini cast now. Well, who knows? Okay. Who knows? You have to join. Who? What if? What, what if, if? What if we do a mini cast? What if? Why is he? Why is he movie phone guy? In a world, <laughs> you must ask the question, what if I'm Jerry? And I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>